At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hi. Testing. 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 One, two, three. I like sucking. Legit bad. Welcome to Legit Bat. Today we have Charlie Robinson back again to talk about his new book, The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. His Twitter is at Macroaggressions. His podcast is also at Macroaggressions. We have no new reviews, so get on that because we would like to do that at the beginning of this. What did you think of the uh, chat, though, babe? It was amazing. I'm really sad that I missed the first one, so if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to that one. It was great. Episode 2. Enjoy the chat, and we'll see you next time. I miss I miss the word retarded. I like to work that. I in. still use it. Fuck it. And, and and to be fair, I mean, and to be totally upfront, I would never in a million years call an actual retarded person retarded. You know what I right. mean? I wouldn't. Be, I wouldn't well, yeah. be a dick like that. But I would call my friend retarded if oh, he does yeah. something stupid. It's like every that Tom Segura bit where he's like, yeah, like Tom Like I don't mean retarded. Like you're missing a chromosome. I mean retarded. Like. That's fucking retarded, dude. Like, it's <laughs> right. two different things. Yeah, yeah Tom yep. Segura, he's like, so I mean retarded, like, if my friend was like, uh, so if you, let's go to my house, and we'll get this, and we'll go back to your house, and then we'll go to go back to my house. And he's like, no, that idea is retarded. I don't mean it has an extra chromosome, I just mean that's fucking retarded. <laughs> I, know, I, I saw Tom Segura when he came through Denver last time, it was great. He, he killed it, and he, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the last part, but he was talking about um, he, he said, you know, I got in a lot of trouble for saying retarded and, um, and I started and I realized that they're right. Like there are other words that, that I could choose and, and, and I've been using the wrong word. I think the word I'm really looking for is Cajun. So he has some beef with Louisiana. You know, where, where he's yeah. selling T-shirts that show it. It says like "Wallet Off," and it was like a. It's like a picture of the state of Louisiana. So he's got some. I, like, I did hear about that. I heard something. He had some shit going on with them where he's. Yeah. They don't get along. Oh, he made fun. Oh. Of, but 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 then, but I give him credit because he made fun of all of like the Cajun people and calling them retarded and talking about their state and how how stupid everybody is. But he also scheduled three concerts or three, you know, events in Louisiana, too, on his tour. So um, <laughs> and th- it, they probably sold out <laughs> and they probably sold out, too. Yeah. And I think I so I give him credit for not avoiding 
you know, not, not <laughs> avoiding the confrontation that he created. <laughs> right. That's exactly. awesome. Exactly. Yeah. What's happening in, in, uh, in your neck of the woods? Uh, are you guys like me not seeing any enthusiasm for Joe Biden character that's running for president? Like I, well, we're, we live in pretty red country up here. It, yeah. For California, for sure. We live in like the reddest county mm-hmm. in California. When I talk about Northern California, it's like four almost hours Oregon. above San Francisco. So we're way up here in the woods. I mean, yeah. not quite the woods, but almost. Yeah. But uh, up here, it's pretty, pretty Trumpy. But there's uh, some Biden character people, too. For but sure. it's pretty, we're pretty middle of the road, too. Uh, it's definitely more pro-Trump here. There's a lot of pro-Trump. There, there are some. The more people I talk to, the more I realize they're like me that just hate all of them and just want to throw yeah. all of them into volcanoes. Right. That's what we should be doing. Including Gates. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. Especially Gates. Especially since he cost me my Twitter account, which was only like a thousand people. But you know. <laughs> Well, you got back, though. I had to start it back. Yeah, I had to start back over. So now I'm... Uh, but I, you know, I stand by that sort of thesis. Not necessarily, you know, throwing these people in a volcano. But, you know, we've... George Carlin said it best. He said... Um, Nothing's going to change until we start hanging some of these fucking bankers. And you're like, you know what? He's absolutely right. And it's not even it's not so much to say that you actually have to go murder them or anything like that. But like. Have consequences for your actions, be it the bankers, you know, or the, the politicians like right now we're living in this world where. There's. They there's no ramifications for your horrible behavior as a banker or as a politician. You know that nothing's going to happen to you. You're not really going to go to jail. You're never going to actually have to pay back the money you've stolen. You'll you'll you know, the system is totally rigged to make sure those people never actually get punished for the shit they're doing. And it's frustrating because if it you feel like if that would only happen, then maybe things would change. But since it's, you know, we're fighting in the streets about statues and shit like that. It's like, well, hang on a second. We There's some other things we could focus on that are probably more productive. Let's let's start holding these government officials accountable for their their bullshit, like, you know, locking down states, locking yeah. destroying people's businesses, you know, and like on the order of of some authoritarian it's like hang on a second this is this is you know this should not be allowed to just happen and have and nobody gets punished nobody goes to jail nobody gets investigated nothing just you're allowed to do it it's frustrating to me and i feel like you know with this election maybe hopefully people are starting to think about the relationship they have with their politicians and how one-sided and shitty it is how they just demand your vote and give you nothing in exchange for it it's just a frustrating time well, it could be a lot better, too, if we just even had something like term limits, like Biden's been yeah. in the government for 47 years. Yeah. Uh, Pelosi's been there for how long? Like, at least limit these motherfuckers. The president has a limit of four years, eight max. But right. all these other people that actually run shit can just go on indefinitely. Yeah. Doesn't Just start with that and then start hacking people. For sure. Guillotine. <laughs> so I was going to talk about oh, your... Okay. Uh, uh, book a little bit though because i know it's coming out soon you said the uh, artwork yeah. was in the final stages uh, just give us a quick overview of what it's going to be about yeah um so it's called the controlled demolition of the american empire i wrote it with jeff berwick from the dollar vigilante 
and uh, Anarchapulco, which is the largest anarchist convention in the world. And so when you write a book with a guy who is a Canadian, who's relocated to Acapulco, Mexico, is a Bitcoin millionaire who runs the largest anarchist convention on the planet in his backyard every year, you are bound to get a perspective on the world that is very different from what most people have. And I really like that. And Jeff's cool as fuck too. So we have a good time together. Um, and if people aren't familiar with who he is, um, maybe I'll refresh your memory. He is one of the two guys that raided Epstein's Island as well. So, so this is, this is what I'm, we're working with here. All right. We're working with a guy who has just said, fuck the system. There's a better way to do things. We're going to do it differently. Um, uh, you know, I'm going to show you how to start a business or get your get yourself out of out of your country and expand yourself into crypto. And he's been doing this for 10 plus years with a financial services company. So how it started was I was promoting my book, The Octopus of Global Control. I went on his podcast called The Anarchast. And we hit it off. And when we were done filming, we stayed on and just kept talking for a while. And he said something like, you know, it's all coming down, right? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, the, the, the system, the, the empire, the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, the signs are everywhere. And, he, and we started talking about that and what that might look like. And um, he said, you want to write a book together on it? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it started. I went to Costa Rica and put the first part down, just kind of you know, where I could think about stuff and did, built out the framework of what the book was going to be like. And what it's like is we're comparing the way you would take down the American empire to the way you would take down a high rise building, you know, like a 47 story steel and glass uh, high rise building uh, that might building have fallen down <laughs> on the, uh, on the afternoon of September down. 11th. So right. we are making the comparisons. And so the way that the way the book is laid out, the chapters are a rotting foundation, pre-weakening of the building, identifying the support columns, rigging the detonators, who wired the building, ringing the alarm bells pushing down the plunger and clearing the debris. And then when within each one of those sections, we we talk about like, what what does that mean? What is like a rotten foundation? What's systemic issues? Like things that have been in place for a very, very long time. The pre-weakening of the building, what is that? Well, like in a real building, you go around and you cut support beams all over, you know, every single floor. Uh, not enough that it'll compromise the integrity of the building, but just enough so that you, you know, you, you pre-weaken it so that when it comes down, um, you don't have to use as much explosives. You put them in the right places. So that is uh, the pre-weakening of the building. The way we see it are policies that really hurt the people and policies that really hurt the future of of America. Next is I, like identifying the support columns. These are these are the things that need to be destroyed, like critical thinking, education system, uh, truth and peace and all of that through the, through constant wars. And so we, we get into those topics, uh, rigging the detonators is, is how they'll do it. Like what's the ways in which they're going to do it. We're going to, we're talking about central banking and quantitative easing and false flags and never ending war and division of the public and things like that. And who wired the building is is who's doing this? Who wants this? And that's where we get into a lot of the the new world order, the you know things that 
first time you hear that term, you go, get the fuck out of here with that stuff. And you're like, no, no, hang on. Not my term for them, their term for themselves. This is what they do. This is what they talk about. Listen to George H.W. Bush mention New World Order over 200 times during his four years in office on on camera. Um, this is a real thing. These are these these are the son of a bitches that are trying to destroy this planet and put us all into a one world government. And it's important for them to not have a, a remaining superpower in the way. So that's the reason why the American empire is slated for destruction. The way the Soviet Union was slated for destruction 30 years ago, where they first hollowed it out by dragging it into endless wars in Afghanistan, which we've doubled, um, destroying and collapsing their currency from within, corrupting their politicians. I mean, the same tactics that were used to bring down the Soviet Union are the same things being, some of the same tactics being used to take down the American empire. And unfortunately it's coming whether we want it or not. So we go on to talk about ringing the alarm bells and that is what to look for. Like what are, what, what are the signs that you would look for before your, the empire you were living in was about to come unglued. And that's wealth inequality, which is catastrophic in this country. Uh, the war on whistleblowers, the silencing of free speech, things like that, gun confisc confiscation, gun control, Department of Justice, be well, we call it Department of Injustice, uh, in, in rigging the, the court systems in a way that makes a mockery of it, where you've got two different types of justice for the rich and for the poor. Um, then we talk about pushing down the plunger, which is past the point of no return. This is where we get into the invisible enemies terrorists and viruses and we talk about the police state we talk about the simulations that were run dark winter lockstep event 201 um and we and and we also talk about the austerity measures that are being kicked in and then the last thing is is clearing the debris it's what happens afterwards there's a there's a big there's a big opportunity here for people um a lot of people are going to get hurt and that is unacceptable and horrible and i take no pleasure in, in announcing that if they put their plans into place, it's going to hurt a lot of people, but there's going to be a percentage of people that are going to recognize what's coming, move themselves out of the way and be in a position to make it through this. Okay. Maybe even thrive, maybe even develop something, you know, it turns their life in a direction that they never would have thought it's going to change a lot of things. We kind of describe it in the book, like, that Banda Aceh tsunami in 2004 on December 26th, when it, when people went down to the beach, they couldn't understand where the water went. It was just sucked out and they thought it was crazy and they took pictures and they walked around to see how far out it went and to pick up starfish and, and they were blissfully ignorant about what was coming. And the people that were had experience, the people that had been through this, the people that were good at recognizing the signs and patterns and things like that, they knew what this meant and they got to higher ground. And so did the animals instinctively. They knew to get to higher ground. And that was the sign. That was what happened right before that tsunami came in and wiped everybody out, which was horrifying to watch. And so we try to make the comparison between what's coming with the controlled demolition of the American empire um, to the way you would react in a tsunami 
if you if you recognize the signs, you get your ass to higher ground. And what does that mean? And so we get into that towards the end of the book. So it's it's you know, it's it's scary in the sense that we're talking about a lot of big problems in the book, but it it ends in an optimistic way because if you if you see what's what's coming and you understand what we're up against or, you know, it's not to say we have it all figured out, of course, but we have a really, really good idea of what is coming. Well, if you can't stop it, like you can't stop a tsunami, the best you can do is warn all your friends and family, try to explain to them what is happening, get yourself to the proverbial higher ground and position yourself in a way to um, maybe even take advantage and, you know, and come out the other side uh, profitable too, which is, you know, an insane thing to even think about. I mean, we're, it's going to be, it's going to be rough. I think we're getting, uh, I think we're getting a taste of it right now in 2020. And, uh, and by the way, I take no pleasure in saying any of this. I'm an American. I live in Denver. I'm I'm stuck here too. I don't want these things to happen, but I'm just trying to be as objective and honest. And that part of that is with Jeff as well, coming in with his, you know, um, man without a, you know, without a country sort of mentality where he's, he's way more objective than, than I could ever be. And uh, this is unfortunately what we see. It's, it's pretty rough. Where do you think this is going, though? Do you come to that at the end of your book, or what? You said twenty twenty is a taste of it. That's a uh, kind of scary because yeah. it already sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're well. We're going to see massive restrictions on travel. We're seeing a form of medical martial law um, with this COVID situation um, that's moving into medical fascism, or you know, with with the blending of the big pharma with government and the military administering mandatory vaccines. Like, hang on, like this is, this is a point of no return. This is, this is when you break the country in in a way that you cannot fix. And we're not even necessarily talking about the end of America. We're talking about the end of the American empire. And like when the Soviet union broke up, it lost, you know, Hungary and Czechoslovakia and, and, you know, and all of these, um, Belarus and all these countries that it had captured, they, it, it, it wound up just becoming mother Russia and, um, and losing all the satellite nations. And the same will happen with the American empire as well. Uh, we'll lose that, those thousand military bases everywhere. That's not, that's unsustainable. Things like that go, our influence all over the, the way our, the U S dollar is revered. Uh, we predict the end of the petrodollar, uh, the, the, the de of the U S dollar from the world's reserve currency, which would be catastrophic, uh, for America, but you know, it would also serve us right for what we've done with the U S dollar, uh, internationally and how we've used that as a tool to enslave countries and shut them out of the banking system and slap sanctions on them and all this crazy shit that we've done because we control the most powerful currency. You know, when the game ends and they take that away from you, you have nobody to blame but yourself, you know, and, and, and America, America's behavior around the world has been pretty reprehensible the last couple of decades. And I don't think there are going to be too many countries that are going to uh, feel sorry for us when our reign of terror ends. But um, it's coming. And part of the way it's coming is financially. It's that it's the fact that China holds over a trillion dollars of our debt, uh, that we have 
two quadrillion dollars of derivatives sitting on on the books of the major banks. We have Deutsche Bank, which is a fucking time bomb waiting to explode. You have HSBC, which is a money laundering drug trafficking outfit. I mean, the banks, they they get busted rigging marketplaces. The banks are running a gigantic Ponzi scheme with fiat currency. This is also where, where it's nice to have Berwick in because he's he comes from a crypto background and a financial analysis background. So we have him take a look at things and 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 get into some of the financial components of it. And it's just it's a it's a house of cards, you know? It just is. And um you're always crazy saying stuff like that about the system. Uh while the system is 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 in place. Once it comes down, everyone goes, "Oh, I knew that thing was coming down." Oh, really? Why'd you call me crazy when I predicted? And I, I it's just it's just being objective and looking at at the at the funny money and the the trillions of dollars that go out and the and the the 21 trillion dollars that Catherine Austin Fitz and uh, Professor Mark Skidmore found that were missing through the DOD and HUD. I mean, like that's the tip of the iceberg. So there's hundreds of trillions of dollars missing. We owe this much in debt, but it's to a private bank, the Federal Reserve. And, you know, people, when you drop this on people, they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, what are in the fuck are you talking about? It's like, I'm talking about, I'm talking about how the banks are the most dangerous component of our society. And you would never suspect that. You know, you just wouldn't, you, you wouldn't think that they, they don't, they seem boring and, guys wear ties and they're overweight and bald and you know and they're they're just bankers it's like no no like these high level bankers are like running this planet and it's very dangerous you know to have this sort of power and wealth concentrated in the hands of of so few people and 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 we turn out kids from our school system that don't know how to like you know operate their own, a checkbook or, you know, balance, you know, you know, like balance your checkbook was the old thing, but you know, you know what I mean? Manage their money. They don't understand anything about, uh, they get credit cards when they're young and run up debts and get student loans and pay those forever. And like, they fall right into this banking trap and never get educated about it because our school system doesn't teach them about it because our school system is in on the whole scam. They don't want them to be, you know, they like who built the school education. system. Who built the school system? The Rockefellers. They were running the scam. They don't. They want to educate you in a way that so that you never figure out about how how banking works. Because you know you would you'd be like, oh, it's just a giant scam. Like, yeah, like, oh, okay. Well, then I'll use Bitcoin, <laughs> and then <laughs> yeah. and it's over for them. You know. So what, what do you think about the uh, Great Reset? Uh, that's a oh. whole website. OBDM actually covered that today, and it's oh terrifying. Yeah. I, I was I didn't get through the whole episode today, so um, I that's good that you mentioned that. I do know, yeah, the Great Reset is um, is is no bueno. You know, who's behind it? I, I didn't catch oh, that part. World but... Economic Forum. Oh, makes which sense. Is, yeah. Which is which is Davos. Whenever when they say uh, the meeting in Davos this year, that what they're saying is the meeting at that the world economic forum throws in Davos, which is where they're based. And that is an organization that was started by one of Hitler's bankers. Klaus Schwab. Yeah. I mean, yeah, these guys were, <laughs> these guys are, he's these like, guys Ooh. were, well, it wasn't, well, he's running it, but the guy that started yeah. it 
was was the head of Deutsche Bank from like 1939 to 1945. And you're like, oh, must have been buddies with the Fuhrer then, right? And then he goes and starts World Economic Forum. And it is, you know, Jim Mars wrote a book called The Fourth Reich. That That's it. That's The Fourth Reich. That the Nazis didn't lose the war. They 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 became the World Economic Forum. All and those NASA. people, all those people plotting there, and 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 you know Bill Gates, the Davos crowd. Those are the Nazis. I mean, that's the new Nazis. Um, that that is that was spawned from 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 World War Two and that mentality. It's not it's not so it's not so much that it's the people. It's not. I'm not saying that they're all goose stepping and blondes, you know, and everything like that. But it's the mentality. It's that it's that we're going to take over the world, uh, however we can, uh, way of thinking. And they're the ones behind the Great Reset, and they're the ones behind um, Event Two Hundred One. <laughs> you know, that was the simulation with with the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and Johns Hopkins University, which simulated an outbreak of a coronavirus three months before there was an outbreak of a coronavirus, real similar to the way they said it would happen. Uh, so there's a lot of fuckery going on with that group just right off the bat. And this is not the first time they've been involved with things like this. They're involved with a lot of these simulations. The, these are the, the billionaire technocrat banker pol- globally connected Kissinger group of maniacs. That's the world economic forum, real bright people. Probably a lot of them don't even know what the game is. You know, a lot of the people that are participating, like like the Council on Foreign Relations. I think I don't think that everybody that's a member there is is like plotting evilness. I think a lot of them just want it on their resume. But there's there's a certain there's a certain agenda at Davos, and it is pushing for this fourth industrial revolution. Now, the fourth industrial revolution is being run from the World Economic Forum by a lady named. Um, Christine Maxwell and Christine Maxwell is Jelaine Maxwell's sister. So, oh, so there we go. So Perfect. just, just so that we know what we're working with here, it's this group as well. It's these scumbag maniac pedophile monsters that are involved in, in this stuff too. So, so th- that this is the blending of it, you know, Bill Gates, partnered with the World Economic Forum to do that Event 201 project. And Bill Gates, of course, has a long history with Jeffrey Epstein. So I, I, I asked the question if, if, and this is speculation on my part, but I talked to Whitney Webb about this. I'm not sure that I'm, I'm too far off, but, you know, you're Epstein. You've got the goods on all these people on camera doing whatever, uh, that information obviously is being provided to the Mossad or CIA or both. Um, but is it not also for sale? I mean, is it not also something that Bill Gates could purchase a copy of? Or is from- it at least uh, hackable like the promise software, which wasn't that Jelaine uh, Maxwell's dad that did yeah. that whole thing? Yeah. 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 He, yeah. Oh yeah. He, he the very he, least hackable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just wondering if you're Bill Gates and you're, you're getting ready to launch the biggest scam humanity's ever seen, uh, would you not also buy yourself some insurance 
policies on all these people that you're going to be telling what to do in the media and in big pharma and in government and everything? I would. I mean, if I was a psychopathic maniac, hundred billionaire, you know, set to trying to vaccinate the world, I'd make sure I had my my bases covered, right? With all the the information I could get on these people. And like I said, once again, I'm speculating. I don't have any information about that, but I'm just thinking like these maniacs think. And I would, I would think that that would be part of it. So, so you've got Bill Gates with all this money and a vaccine agenda, which is maniacal and dangerous. Just ask India in Kenya, they'll tell you. Um, and then you've got the world economic forum, which is, um, you know, run by, what can best be described as the fourth Reich and they're coming together with Johns Hopkins medical center, which is sounds like a nice hospital, a nice place you'd want to go if you have a heart transplant or something like that. But I mean, they did run the Guatemala syphilis experiment where they in, in, injected a bunch of people with syphilis in the, in the fifties and they admitted to it and they had to pay a big fine. So this is also a component of what we're working with. These are some really dangerous organizations coming together to run event 201, which then launched the Corona situation, which then, you know, started the lockdowns, which destroyed the economy, which then led to the opportunity for the, for everything to be destroyed, which is coming so that the great reset can start. And then they can bring in the cryptocurrency backed by the, bank for international settlements then they can bring in ai then they can bring in all the 5g and all of this the mandatory vaccinations with embedded nanotech where they can scan you you can read the documents you can read the patents for it it's nanotech that's going to be in you forever that, that allows you to be that gets extra you know gets excited when you hit it with 5g it lights up so i mean it, this is just the stuff that is available to the general public that we know about. So it's well, fucking and then terrifying. You, then you speculate, you speculate, and you get called a conspiracy theorist, and it's like, what? Go read the stuff. It's right there. Yeah. How do you? Are you? Yeah. I, I don't know if you're religious at all, but you at least know what Revelations is in the Bible. How do you think that fits in with the Mark of the Beast and all that stuff? Because it sounds pretty damn spot on. I mean, it does. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not religious. I don't read the Bible. I don't know the ins and outs of it. I do hear about revelations. I do hear about Mark of the Beast and everything. And, um, and I mean, shit, it's kind of lining up. I mean, <laughs> it could, it, if it happens and it, it, from what I heard, it's like, he will have to have the mark to pay us or you know, I mean, it's like that. And yeah, like, it's like yeah. he will have to have the vaccine to get in and do anything at all. It's a yeah. lot of halves and yees and thous and all that. But yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, the listen, the Bible is it might be onto something with with, with this one. Uh, but Maybe. I don't know anything about the Bible either, but that with the mark of the beast, a lot of people are talking about the vaccine being the mark of the well, beast. I think the it's kind of hyperbole to, to call it the mark of the beast, but the beast could be signifying, you know, the people that are in control or the AI. I always think I always go back to the AI. Like if AI actually takes over, that is going to be the beast. Yeah. And the mark of it's going to be that nanotech in you that it can con control or at least read whenever it wants. You know? But remember, these guys are such fuckers that they'll put that name Beast in the name of it somewhere. They'll call <laughs> it. You know what I mean? 
They're trolling well, there's that assholes. Patent, that was patent 060606 or whatever that exactly. was. Exactly. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. Stuff like that. They're doing, <laughs> they're rubbing, you know, to a certain extent. They're, they're kind of like, it's in your face. Uh, it, yeah. Part of it is is kind of an F you to us. Part of it is kind of a nod to everybody else. Like, you know what's up. We're in this group together. You know, when you see all those, all those. I'm not into like numerology or gematria or anything like that. But I mean, you do from time, you do, if you watch for 33s, you'll hear that a lot. You know, that's those. You know, oh, the yeah. you know, like winking at each other. But um, Kobe Bryant's jersey was 33. <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of shows on Gematria. And after a while, it just sounds like you're going you're going to drive yourself They're looking nuts. They're for it, yeah. I think. Sometimes. Gematria, They're like three plus two is five and five minus four is one. It's like, yeah, but that's right. math. That's how math works. Or crystal meth. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> you're like in your head, it's all like connected and everything. Yeah. Meth induced yeah. paranoia. I don't know. It doesn't sound like that if you listen to it long enough, but yeah. Yeah. I so, mean, I don't know. I, I, I like the Gematria guys. I mean, good for them if they can put it all together. It, to me, I, it, 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 it's a bit of a stretch uh, on a lot of it, but, uh, it's but, interesting. I like listening to it, but I can't listen to more than about a half hour before I'm like, I feel like I'm on meth now. Like I, yeah. I got to stop. I see 33s everywhere. Stop it. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think? Uh, what are your uh, predictions? Do you reference this in the book at all? But what do you think is going to happen after the election? Do you think COVID stops if one or the other is elected or it gets worse or just stays the same? No, I think the COVID situation is never ending. That is that is one that they want. They're getting a lot of mileage from this. I mean, it'll be like it, it, it'll be the justification to change society It in the math on it just doesn't add up. And I'm glad I'm glad the math doesn't add up. I'm glad there aren't a bunch of dead bodies. You know, they said there will be, you know, there's going to be millions dead. And you're like yeah. expecting the bodies stacked up and there weren't. And I'm glad I'm glad that there weren't. But I'm also not going to just pretend like you guys didn't say that that's what was going to happen, that we were going to have hospitals filled with it. So they've been lying to us from the beginning about all that stuff. And then you get the other side saying, oh, they, they weren't lying. Their, their models were just wrong. Yeah, exactly. Well, categorically that's not wrong. What they're, what they're talking about right now is all of the cases. They're just talking yeah. about cases. Not Death. All the time, cases, 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 and we need to lock down because of all these cases. But there's still, last I checked, I mean, I don't know, I'm not checking it every single day, 210,000 deaths. I don't know, that was yeah, not that recent, like. but 210,000 deaths. But today I read there are 8 million U.S. cases. So I did the math on that, and that's 2.6%. So I'm sorry, I just, that's not that's scary assuming, to me. It that's sounds assuming like those 200,000 people actually died of the COVID and right. not the uh, yeah, three or four comorbidities, too. They're just trying to scare us with just the cases. And it's like, don't be right. scared of that. It's just cases. It's like someone yeah. saying, there are 8 million cases of the common cold today. Like, I wouldn't be scared of that. I'd be like, okay, well, wash your hands, kids. It's fine. Right. Whatever. Well, there's 40 million cancer diagnoses this year. Like, okay, well. Yeah, that happens. That's we, fucking happen. We prioritize the wrong stuff. Like, like we, we, you know, spend a trillion dollars a year because terrorists are going to, to get you. When it's statistically more likely to get killed in America, like a, an American in America getting killed by a terrorist. It is more likely for you to actually die by a vending machine falling on you on a Thursday. Like <laughs> only one of one of the days. That's the, because it is so infrequent that it's literally seven times more likely to get killed by the vending machine. I think it's like a hundred. I put it in the first book. It's like 108 people a year 
get killed by vending machines and it's like 12 from terrorism or something. It, and, but we, but you would think that there are terrorists everywhere here. We spend a trillion dollars on our military and we're hunting for terrorists and we're going to get the terrorists before they get us and all that stuff. And you're like, terror, terror, terror. And you're like, oh my God, there must be terrorists everywhere. You're not going to die from terrorists. You're just not. And then same thing now when we have the Corona situation, it's like, oh, Corona, it's going to kill everyone. It's like, look, I'm glad it's not. But if we want to prioritize something, why why aren't we talking about, you know, heart disease or cancer or or the fact that the only thing I've ever heard on the media in the last seven months about with regard to Corona situation is that it's only going to get fixed with a vaccine. I haven't heard about improve your health. I haven't heard about improve your diet. I haven't heard about take vitamin D. I haven't heard about explore these other options. All that stuff is shit on by the mainstream media. They won't even talk about it and they'll make you feel crazy for even suggesting that we talk about it. The only cure is a vaccine. How fucking convenient. How fucking convenient that they that that's the only cure when when the media media companies the, the nightly news gets 60% of their revenue, their ad revenue from big pharma. So of course that's the only solution to this. And now you've got millions and millions of people freaked out because they watch the mainstream media and they think we're all going to die. I've seen people get inter like they interview the people on the street and they're like, how many Americans have died from Corona so far? And they're like 12 million. And you're like, what the fuck are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> Like, and it's just climbing every day. You're, it, oh, you're yeah. like, I, uh, this is the problem. So what we're making decisions on shutting down schools and businesses and all this on, first of all, manufactured hysteria by the media. And I'm not trying to discount the people that have died from it. All right. But people die from stuff like this all the time and at much higher rates. Our reaction to this is disproportionate to the amount of of the casualties that it causes. So what are we doing? You know, well, and, and, and if you beginning, not knowing, I mean, I think they always knew exactly what it was or what it could do, but like at the beginning of something like this, not knowing what it could do is one thing and maybe taking precautions. Sure. But we're fucking what? Seven months in. Uh, yep. We're good now. Like, well, and they're talking it. about the second wave and we're locking back down up here at some point, like next week, I guess. But <laughs> Well, we've heard of so many people who ha have had underlying conditions who were marked, you know, as dying from COVID and nobody pays attention to that. Like they kind of do, but it's, it's a really big deal. So the 210,000 people or whatever who've died from COVID, I, I don't even know if anyone's died from COVID because they're all like a hundred or had some sort of underlying condition. I couldn't say for sure. I'm people the dying. The CDC like did. Said, yeah. So the CDC said six percent. They said six percent of that figure was actually died that actually died from the disease. The other ninety four percent had an average of two point six comorbidity conditions. Like yeah. some of them, like getting hit by motorcycle or getting hit by a car while on a <laughs> yeah. motorcycle. No or shit. Being like, like that. Ninety and having cancer. I saw that too. I, it's it's like barely anything. So why is it such a big deal? But it's because they want to use it as a tool for yeah. any political party to be like, we can save you. And for people to be like, yes, I've got your back. Well, now yeah. they have people scared about just, just testing positive, not whether they feel bad or whether they're going to be hospitalized, just getting tested and testing positive, which the PCR test, we everyone's gone rounds accurate, about that like, too. Yeah. But 
just testing positive is enough to freak people out to the point where they're like, oh my I, God, I had I a had friend a that was like, one time? my friend just tested positive for the COVID. I'm like, cool. Let me know how that goes in about two weeks. Like, Right. Did he do the PCR test? Because if he did, you can take that and throw it in the garbage. Did he take the other tests, the ones that have all of the false positives, the, the ones that are showing like 70% false positives? And, you know, so what are we talking about? And then, oh, he's got it? Oh, so he's got it. How old is he? Oh, he's he's 30. All right. So he's got a 99.9985% chance of survival. I think he's good. <laughs> Like if you're yeah. <laughs> freaking out and mandating masks and doing the, the look, it, if it makes you feel better to wear a mask, knock yourself out. I don't care. Really? I'm not going to stop you know, mandating what I'm doing though. No. Yeah. I but agree with that. I'll wear a mask. What I'm doing. That, but yeah. Uh -uh. Nope. nope. Oh. I'm not well, participating in that bullshit except at the weed store. I do participate with <laughs> because I know that they're, they'll shut that place down if I don't. So. <laughs> Hey, you got to support your local well, no, weed shop. We'll shops. go into little businesses and wear masks just because we're nice. And if they want us to do it so they can stay open, I don't want them to shut down. Right. That's cool. I'm not going to be a jerk. Like what I always say is I'm not going to yell at somebody who's making minimum wage to enforce a policy they didn't create. Like I'm right. just going to wear the fucking mask. It's fine. But at the end of the day, if I'm not wearing it and you're wearing yours, aren't you okay? I mean, it's the same vaccine uh, argument. It's the same one. It's the, how dare you not get vaccinated? Well, you're vaccinated, so you're saved, right? So what the fuck do you care about me? If Let you, me die of the COVID. Right, right, exactly. And and all of the non-mask wear, wearing people, they're not, they're not all out there dropping dead. You know, everybody's, we're all, this is, we're all going to be fine, but we've got to turn the TV off and we've got to stop listening to these dipshits that show up out of the blue, like Fauci and Burks. I mean, ask the gay community, uh, that was around in the eighties, what they think of Fauci. They fucking yeah. hate the guy. That guy, <laughs> that guy killed a bunch of their people with AZT and all that stuff. That yeah. guy is not good. He is, he is, he is not some charming guy who just strolled in to save the day. That guy has a big time agenda and he's a dark devious motherfucker. You keep your eyes on that guy. I mean, seriously, there's, these guys are all working for you know, they're all on the same team here, the media and Fauci and Gates and Burks and all these people and, and the dipshits in, in the UK that are doing the same thing there. Th this is coming from above them. This is this is an organi organized agenda to shut down the planet for this. And it's it's unveiling in slow motion and it's totally unlike anything we've ever seen, but we definitely have the ability to stop it. If everybody collectively stops fighting with each other for five seconds about who's who they want for president or whether they want Brexit or not, or whether they want whatever. And, and just realize that it's all of us against those maniacs above us. That's where we should be prioritizing our time. And if we decide it's over, it's over. We decide a lot of things and they end, but we have to get on on board and we have to sort of get ourselves together, which is why you see in society, it, we're constantly being divided and pitted against each other, rich and poor and black and white and Democrat and Republican and status mask versus and no mask mask and no mask is a new one. And you know, it, Where so do we it's go after that though, if, if we all rise up and I can see that happening, I mean, Okay, so there's these powers that be that are controlling us. And it's, you said it on a podcast recently that 
if you get into politics, you're kind of allowed there in a way. Like you, you're not going to get in without being okay with certain agendas. You have mm -hmm. to kind of follow along with certain things that people say. The carbon tax one. So, okay. So if we all rise up and we just shut it all down, and I'm saying this in a positive way because I want this to happen, but where do we go from there? I mean, I'm not saying like, do you have the answers? But w what do we do next? Because we can't just start over from where we are after that. If we shut yeah. it all down, we'd ha have to start something brand new as a planet or as a country or I don't know, maybe in the other order. But <laughs> well, what do we, we do can next? It doesn't have to be all at once either. You know, it can be incremental change. I mean, get these maniacs out of there, get control of the financial system first and foremost. Make sure that you've got something like a, like, you know, like Bitcoin um, or something like that, that, that removes you out of the central banking system. That is a, that is a debt based system that is created to enslave people. It's so devious. And it, yeah, I think we, we should go back to trading, trading chickens for, you know, <laughs> uh, watermelons. And right. no, it's like I, I have tomatoes and you have onions. Can we yeah. figure something out here? You exactly. Know? Well, they're there, they're, but that's, that's, and, and what, what we've, evolved to what were just bigger and bigger marketplaces. And there's nothing wrong with that. Having like a big marketplace. The problem is when Goldman Sachs gets busted for rigging the marketplace, you know what I mean? And so then you, then you've got like all this, all these grifters in there just looting the place and banking. And then they use the money from banking to, to finance politicians, which put in policies in place that, that, you know, that changed, changed the laws in a way that benefits the people that gave them all the money, you know? So yeah, there's some things that we could do right away that would make things a lot better. So, you know, get rid of the fiat dollar currency system that is, that is horrible. Get rid of lobbyists, Get rid of overturned Citizens United, which allowed unlimited corporate funds to flow into uh, the political parties. That is a disaster. You got to get rid of that. You got to get like we talked about earlier. You got to put term limits on these maniacs. You're going to get the worst people in the world coming into politics. You're going to get people that are sociopaths that are that are looking for something, power, fame, money, chicks, little boys, what Cocaine. you name. It. Cocaine, I just feel like it would, it would take so cash. much to get them all out, though. We'd have to have a whole team of people to take these people out and then people to come in and step in because we don't know how many people are compromised. I was actually just going to ask you that. So saying something like dismantling the fiat currency is like, who's going to come in? Like, I agree 100 percent. But how do you fucking go about that? Like, that's no small and I'm not thing. Yeah, I'm not saying like I disagree. <laughs> I want this yeah. to happen again, yeah. but we'd have to have a whole big plan. Yeah. Well, what they say about it is like you, 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 instead of trying to change the system, build a different system. So I would say like if it's something like cryptocurrency or something like Bitcoin, though, though, to be fair, let me be crystal clear about this. I don't understand all of the ins and outs of Bitcoin and the technical stuff. I, I do understand blockchain and, and things like that. I like the concept behind it. It works. But that sort of that concept, that blockchain technology concept where everything is on the ledger and it can't be centralized and it's de it's decentralized everywhere. That's a good start. But that's that's also a good start for a framework of thinking, too. You know, um, Washington, D.C. is this centralization of power. Uh, and you get really, you know, bad people when you, you know, when you centralize all those psychopaths in one place. So anytime you can decentralize away from that, I think that that's a, 
I think that's a good thing. So there's, yeah, I, I would make some, you know, like something like Bitcoin exists already. If it, you don't have to go out and create it, you just have to transfer over to it. But that's Bitcoin's problem as its hurdle right now. Uh, it's what it needs to get better at is it needs to, it's being like, hoard, I mean, it's being mostly hoarded by speculators and not flowing through like currency needs to, you know, it doesn't have the, um, it doesn't have, it doesn't, it's not being used enough in enough transactions to buy and sell things, um, like it, like it needs to be. But, but if that happened, if the fiat currency system fell apart because the U S dollar got depegged as the world's reserve currency and the value dropped 30% overnight, which is probably what would happen. Um, then that will shock people out of that system and into something better. And they'll say, what's this Bitcoin I've been hearing about? And then they'll jump into that. And next thing you know, it is being used, you know, it is flowing uh, for more transactions. And then it works and everyone's like, oh, this is way fucking better than the the, the dollar stuff we had because it, whatever, you know what I mean? So, so that can grow alongside and just be transitioned over to things like, changing the way, you know, the, the money in politics, that's just a decision that needs to be made, Put you know, reinstituting Glass-Steagall so that the major banks can't just turn, you know, act like casinos with the money. I mean, these are all things that were, that used to be in place that got changed and rigged by all these dirty politicians. So if you, if you wanted to fix the system, you could do it. There are some major things that would need to to go away, like lobbying and 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 the influence of the military industrial complex, which Jeff and I talk about. We rename that in the book, the military information terror complex, because we feel like that incorporates more of the not just the bomb makers, but also the think tanks and the newspapers and the social media companies and the major media companies and all of that. So we, we, we kind of reworked that in, in the book. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things that could be, that could be changed that would have huge benefits for us, but, um, there's not a whole lot of, of an emphasis on, you know, I mean, there's a lot of things that need to be done that aren't very glamorous, but would be super helpful. We talked, a, uh, we spent, you know, I don't know, 10 or 15 pages on the book just detailing the crumbling infrastructure in the United States and how much that costs us and how dangerous it is and how it's causing us to not compete. Our ports are garbage and they can't compete with Asia and things like that. Like, there's a whole lot of investment that can be done in America that could that could turn things around. But we'd have to stop spending a trillion dollars to pay down pay the Federal Reserve their interest. We got to stop paying a trillion dollars every year on the military to go start wars around the country that just is not in our, that are not in our best interest, you know? So there's, there's some logical, realistic things, but it's like, fuck, in order to do that, you have got to really kind of change the system. You've got to change the people in there. You got to get all those long-term deep state swamp monsters out of there and not put Bill Barr in charge of it when he's one of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, well, that's just... kind of what I was getting at with the uh, cryptocurrency thing though, too, is if you get, assume everybody adopts that and everybody's on Bitcoin. Do you think the powers that be would like that very much and maybe just pull the plug? Cause Bitcoin only works on the internet, right? It only works kind of almost hypothetically it works. So 
you think they could push a button that says, oh, you're not doing that anymore. Sorry. I, I don't know the technicalities of it, but I've been told by somebody that I know that knows a lot about it, that because the Internet is also being uh, beamed down from satellites, that actually will make it so that it it, it can never go away because all it needs is inter- one computer with one node, I guess, to have an Internet connection and it can all be repopulated. Full disclosure. Oh, maybe once Elon again, Musk is onto something. <laughs> Full disclosure, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about with Bitcoin. Just, just (laughs) so, just so everyone's clear. I I don't either. So there's a lot of people that know way more about it than me. I'm just telling you what I've heard from a guy that I know knows a lot about it. So that's what he says. That makes sense. Yeah, but it's the same thing with uh, changing foreign policies or getting those swamp creatures out of there. That's something that would have to be done under the nose of those power structures that are keeping things the way they are right now. So it seems kind of uh, like an uphill battle to try to get these people out of there to change anything when the power structures at the top are like kicking us back down every time. Like, That's no, right. it'll take a it's lot. Not going to happen. We need a lot of people. We need everybody. We need a lot of spears and swords and just start marching. We need to take the whole structure down with Democrats, Republicans. Stop fighting. Stop being stupid. Just yep. let's all get together and be good together. It sounds yep. really hippy dippy, but that's what people need to do. Let's everybody learn kumbaya, sing it all <laughs> hey. together now. <laughs> Let's all grow and food. For real, though. Grow and weed. Just be kind to each other. Yeah. I hate it. But everyone just be nice and stop being like, fuck you, you like Trump. Fuck you, you like, but like, who cares? Part who of that cares? is the media, too. The media are a bunch of devious fuckers. They are, they are always stirring You almost the said devious cunts, and I wish you would have. Oh, wow. Well, uh, they, they, are. They, are, they are most <laughs> definitely that. They are, it, is, it is so frustrating to, to watch them. Like, they 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 don't ever miss an opportunity to lie to you. I just watched something. I think I watched Tim Pool, and and he was talking about the the town hall that Trump did and the Biden town hall, and he was showing like the streaming numbers, showing it from uh, it, Trump outstreamed him like four and a half million if you added up all of the. MSNBC and NBC and whatever that were showing it versus ABC. It was like four and a half million to like 2.1 million with Biden. It was, it was Trump just destroyed him in these numbers. I watched that video and where he showed screenshots of them, of the showing the, the numbers. I watched that. I saw on the, on some, I forget, I don't know, some, on Twitter, something from ABC and it said the exact opposite. It just it just said it just said Biden destroyed Trump. Trump's numbers were nobody was watching Trump. Biden it, it was there were millions of people were watching Biden and and nobody watched Trump. They didn't show anything. They didn't show any proof of that. And I was like, I was like, this is how dare you? You know, I know <laughs> you just you're just lying. Anyway, I'm gonna let you go because uh, we are an hour in, and uh, it's a Saturday night. You better get back to your boss. <clears throat> I mean, wife. But yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, my wife is my wife isn't feeling great, but I've got Game Seven of the of the uh, Astros um, the Astros game, so I'm gonna go uh, okay. watch some baseball. DVR'd or is it live? I did. I, I DVR'd know. it. Yeah. It was oh, okay. Yeah. So. Well, I won't keep you from that then. And your tea. Yeah, thank yes. you so much. <laughs> but I loved hanging out. It's nice to meet you. Yeah, it's nice Missed to you meet last you last time. Glad yeah, you I know. I'm sorry. I love I've it. Got, I've uh, listened to everyone. 
Well, I, I appreciate that. Uh, Jeffrey, the interview with Jeffrey Wilson goes goes out uh, tonight at midnight. So, Oh, awesome. nice. I've actually wanted to yeah. have him on, too. He's it's a cool dude. That's I've awesome. got him, and then I've got Johnny Dollar, who's an artist that I met at Anarchapulco who does crypto uh, type of art, which is r- really amazing. And um, and and Jeff Berwick. Yeah, I just yeah. recorded one with with Jeff, so that'll that's about the book. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, that's I'm, gonna have to read your books. So I'm glad you I like know. my show. I'm glad people are listening to it. It blows my mind that uh, that people are. It blows my mind when I see the numbers on our show, which is absolutely nothing. But when I see it, I'm like, people are actually listening to my stupid head talk. We don't know like this show. What the hell? But (laughs) no, we love your show. Like you, you went on off on, you went off on a rant by yourself on, I think it was the carbon tax one. Mm -hmm. And you were just like, shut up, you liar. Like you just kept talking about, (laughs) and you were just by yourself. I don't think you had a guest. And I was listening to the whole thing and it all made sense in a, cool way it did it was just like oh yeah I it's mean, the uh, the connection the connection of our but weed it's, brains it's not crazy right. though it doesn't so this is when we're sober at work like we listen to your show very we're drinking right now sorry that's what right. we do when we podcast but when we listen to your show or any podcast we're very sober he's driving for fedex i'm driving to and from work picking up kids doing that stuff but we're very like you know in the forefront of our minds listening to whatever we're listening to. So it all makes complete sense. So we love it. I think it's super educational. Everyone should listen. I'm just, I'm just so happy to hear that. It just, I feel like I'm talking to myself like a maniac, you know, just, you know, (laughs) record it by myself. Like I might as like, like there's a fine line between, Oh, I like your podcast and you need to be institutionalized for talking you know, for thinking about these things by yourself and ranting in a room like a, like a lunatic. But well, uh... <laughs> at least so if it comes down to it, if you're ranting and you feel like that, just know you're at least talking to the two of us and okay. we're listening like, yep, mm-hmm, totally. Cool. Every time we're like, yeah, got you. Yep. If and you ever feel you say uh... stuff that we like have to look up, I had to look up a couple things. But I didn't know about, but besides that, we're listening. Well, if you ever feel crazy, just listen to Sam Tripoli's show. You'll feel perfect right I after know. that. Sam I, is, I love that guy. <laughs> Sam is great. I'm going to go on there in a, in a couple days I, well, to, to, to promote the book with Sam. Hell awesome. yeah. Who is, uh, um, has been very good to me over the years. And we do a show together. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I listen to all those too. Ricky does a great job. You know, thanks. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Thanks for it's. I mean, listen, I love this stuff. I love just hanging out and um and talking about crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's, awesome. it's not crazy though. God damn. Well, no, I feel it's so interesting bad stuff. It's like it's interesting, but if more people understood that they should just kind of look into what's going on instead of just watching MSNBC or Fox News or CNN and being like, dirt, 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 dirt. Like, eh. I agree fully. I agree. There's a lot of there's a lot of information out there. It's just it's like, what are you going to what do you find? You know, what what information are you what source material are you going off of to make your decisions in life? And what source material is that person going off of? Someone is going strictly off of Fox News and it's like, OK, well, they're version of reality is going to be one way and someone is going off of, 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 you know, finding it the way, you know, in the alternative media and they're going to see things a lot differently. And, and, and I like the way we see it because I just want to, I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to figure out how it all works. Yeah. I, that's all. I, and, and we're not faulting I don't have any expectations. 
that I'm well, going to funny because we get a we get kind of a balanced view too because she'll read or uh, listen to the news like Yahoo News or whatever just to see it's kind of like what the prop report does where they they look at the mainstream news I read news it to see what the clickbait is <laughs> to try to break it down. I read one just I know we're letting you go. I'm so sorry. I don't want to keep you from your I'm baseball sorry. game, but I read one today that was uh, talking about coronavirus is the highest in Republican areas. And then the first, so that's the headline. So I clicked on it, of course. And the first sentence is, coronavirus is highest in Republican areas, but coronavirus is still being politicized. And I was like, you just did that. <laughs> I just stopped. I actually didn't read the rest. I was like, I'm done. I, I'm done. Like you're, but, you just politicized it with the headline and then that sentence. So, but somebody's reading but, that and going, someone's reading yes. that going, yeah, yeah man. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, no, they're, yeah. going, they're going like this. They're, it's those Republicans. And they're putting like, their mask on no, and going, no, no, no. yes. Like, take a yes. step back. Like, they politicized it and then said they, like, ah. So, yeah. So, I read that shit all day. I've read it since March. And I was like, oh, something weird's happening. I don't know what it is. I'm not educated enough to know. I've been paying attention to podcasts like yours and, like, Tinfoil Hat and Prop Report and stuff that he's taught me with his podcast that he listens to. But it's there's something weird going on. I just ugh. there is it, we're 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 experiencing a uh, a combination of a deranged mainstream media that is constantly lying to us, and then like all these people that have been chemically dumbed down and they're predisposed to the lies, and then the government is legalizing the lying through the Smith Modernization Act of 2012, and you're like you're like. It's this is a perfect storm of bullshit. <laughs> the yeah. media is bullshitting people. The government is legalizing bullshit, and everybody is dumb enough to believe all of the bullshit. It's like this is this is what we get. Yeah, <laughs> we it's get like insanity. idiocracy. We get idiocracy. <laughs> yes. Welcome, Welcome to, to Costco. Costco. I love, I love you. you. <laughs> <laughs> that was the one I had in the intro. I had to put that in because I'm like, fuck. Is this particular so individual the unfit mother? Welcome to Taco yeah. Bell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's happening <laughs> all right man we'll have you on all again right. in uh, another month or so because uh Let's do it. i i uh, we yeah. we love your show we love having you on so uh, all right I thank you so it. much yeah. thanks guys right, man. i'll talk to you guys later have a good night Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.